Welcome ladies to the Sasha Eburn podcast, your ultimate destination for embracing the flexible life and manifesting your wildest dreams. I am your host, Sasha Eburn, the no-nonsense badass VA coach. I'm all about empowering women to live a flexible and rewarding life with their very own virtual assistant business. If you're a woman with unstoppable drive, a passion for growth, and a burning desire to build, grow, and scale your very own virtual assistant business, then you've come to the right place. Together, we'll unleash your potential, explore strategies, and share insights from remarkable women who have achieved greatness in the VA industry. Are you ready to go all in? Let's go. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Sasha Eburn Show, where we dive deep into the world of online entrepreneurship and meet incredible individuals who are making waves in their respective fields. I am your host, Sasha Eburn, and we're joined by a remarkable guest who's here to lead us through the realm of digital real creations, uncovering its relevance within the VA industry and how it can contribute to your business growth. Today's guest is Tash Miller. She is a social media maverick that creates standout digital content that helps businesses get seen online and have an impact by pushing creative boundaries and serving up fresh strategies that get traffic, results, and revenue. Tash is a mum of one living in Sydney and is a true example of how you can turn your passions into a thriving business. Hi, Tash. How are you? Hey, Sasha. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for coming on. I'm super excited to get into our chat today. Oh, me too. It's been a long time coming, definitely. We've been chatting for such a long time. It's so nice to jump on your podcast. Thank you. Well, I will give you some time to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you before we dive into the questions. So over to you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, So I'm a Reels creator in Sydney. So I help businesses with their social media, creating Reels for their business and really making an impact and being creative with the way that we do it. So we're trying to move away from boring and put together some really, really amazing Reels that showcase their skills, their business, but also create impact and share their story as well. And I love that because it's really about being different, not fluffy and not boring which is really the key thing. Now, Tash and I actually know each other. We have met online and we are in the same coaching container together, which is super exciting that we get to go and navigate business together. And sure enough, we have become friends very quickly and we've very much talked about collaborations and working together and all things business, which is super exciting. Yeah, definitely is. Excellent. So let's dive into our questions today. I would love to know how you've managed to achieve such remarkable growth in your digital business so far, because it's quite new, isn't it? Yeah. So I only launched my business about three months ago whilst on maternity leave with my son, who's now 10 months old. And it was a choice so that I could have some flexibility around my son, build something that I was truly passionate about, move away from the corporate world and Within the last three months, I managed to get fully booked out for some of my months, which is absolutely incredible and being able to meet some incredible businesses along the way. So I'm working alongside 13 really amazing businesses to help them with their real creations and their social media and anything from strategy. So planning exactly about their content and what really sings true to their audience all the way to running brand shoots with some businesses and capturing photography with a photography friend of mine and also their reels for their business. So it's it's been quite an amazing journey in such a short time and incredible to have people like yourself that we've connected quite well with and talking all things business and being able to do this with a little one at home has been an incredible journey. Yeah, I love that. I got goosebumps. Three months. I think it's 
Amazing and a credit to you how you've turned something that you love into a tangible business that has been successful. And I believe that a testament to your success is the way that you build strong relationships. And I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that. And we talk about that in the online space and it doesn't have to be a solo journey. So talk to me a little bit about the connections that you've built and why you think that it has been different to sort of anybody else jumping into business. Yeah, definitely. And it's that funny thing that people think that jumping online can be quite impersonal, but I actually find that the opposite. And most of my clients, so 90% of my clients, I actually made online and all the connections that I've made in my business as well that have helped me grow have also been online. So anything from our business mentorship, we have some incredible people in there. And it's just simply finding someone that you vibe really well with, just like we do. And starting a conversation with them and building a relationship and being human with them. And that will eventually lead into business as well, not intentionally, but also creating some really good networks to to collaborate and to bounce ideas off. So all of the friends that I've made in the coaching program that I'm also involved in, but also some of my clients have become really good friends because I start off with just having a conversation with them and and even just offering some help in the social media space and seeing where I can add some value without any strings attached. And it's led to some really great relationships along the way. So I think the first thing that really worked for me was going in without an intention to sell to anybody. Mm. It's just an intention to have a great conversation and add great value to them and help them without any strings attached. And, you know, there's that thing about reciprocity that they talk about that, the more you give and give, the more you will receive later on in life. And I really do truly believe that giving is the first thing that starts to build really great relationships. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the conversation piece is really important to highlight. And we talk about wanting to work with our clients who are our soul match and that are aligned with our values. And it sounds like because you've had those intentional conversations to just build relationships that you've actually been able to work out who your ideal client is and work with those sorts of people. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. And you get to know who it is that you really enjoy working with by having those conversations. And it's not until you do it and work with those people and, and get to know them and why they do it. And I really love, I, I actually love a good biography and a good audiobook. And it's always because I love the story. I really love yeah. knowing why someone does what they do. And because I go that deep level of understanding where they came from, I think that's where the relationships start to grow because I have like a genuine care for them. Yeah. And I think it comes back to that extra layer of business and having a business that is led with intention to not only just do the work, but there's the extra added layer of supporting them in the business to get their message heard and seen by their greater audience. Absolutely. And I think their message is definitely something that I do focus a lot of with my clients is, and sometimes I don't feel comfortable, you know, talking on camera in some of their content. Mm. And I have to surprise them sometimes with the mic because I really truly believe sharing their story is the most important part of their business. People like knowing why they do something. Just like Simon Sinek always talks about the golden circle. It's not what you do, it's why. And that's what exactly. I love to get in the content with a lot of my people. Yeah, that's so great. Now tell us, how can working with a real creator support a VA business or even a VA business's clients? So I guess for Reels, they're going so far at the moment. A lot of people are focusing a lot on video content. We love watching things that excite us and entertain us in a video format. And it's something that's going to continue to grow. And the big people in the Instagram world have also said so. So Mm -hmm. in the VA space, if they have clients that need to get seen and heard, having a really good 
work around with reels or knowing someone that knows how to capture the content correctly is super valuable for their content. It will have bigger reach than some of the other content that you might have. So with your posts and your carousels and things like that, they're generally focused a lot at your current following, nurturing your current followers, whereas the reels are the ones that get the biggest reach with some of your clients. So, so for a VA, having your, your, your know around a reel and how to create it is super helpful for your current clients. But then also for you as a VA, knowing how to create them mm. or at least having someone that can do it for you will mean that you can showcase your business in a really unique way so that you can start generating more clients yourself. Yeah, I love that. And I think it talks to also when we talk about hiring for skills gaps or if it's a, if it's a service that you want to offer within your business, you could certainly hire somebody with these expertise similar to Tash or like we've talked about in the past collaborations on white label or even just partnering with a business like yourself as you have done with some other businesses in the industry as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think it works really well. I'd love to flip that on its head and the majority of our audience is VAs and they're always looking for fun and exciting industries to work in. And very much here at the Sasha Ebron show, we try not to niche to a certain industry, but more to niche on service and ideal client. If somebody had any interest in having a real content creator as a client in this digital space, what sort of tasks would you as a potential client outsource to a VA? Oh my God, so many things. <laughs> we could go um, all day. I need, a, I need a VA in my life. So there's so many things that they can do. So I do, obviously the client work is something that I love doing the most. I go out and do the brand shoots and real days with my clients, but a VA can absolutely help in the back end where it comes to things like editing and, you know, working through some of our footage to put them into reels, anything from researching for us as well. So I do quite a lot of research mm. pre-shoot to make sure that I'm, finding out what the audience is looking at and what would be great for my clients, caption writing, copy, hashtag strategy. We do so, so much in the real space. And then even just putting it all together, automations and systems to nurture some of our clients, the client journey, invoicing, all of those fun things. So there's quite a lot of pre and post prep required at our real days and having a VA would be super helpful in that space. Mm. Don't all DM me though. I'm, um, I'm all over it. <laughs> but I, yes, soon, I definitely soon. think there's a gap soon. Yeah. yeah. Next level. Have Next my own level. team of VAs. Exactly. <laughs> When you're painting the picture of the real days, and I love it, there's just so much thought and strategy that goes into it. I would love for you to just give us a story or paint the picture of the best location or your most favorite shoot that you've done and tell us what that was like. So we just did a shoot in Sydney at Gaimia Bay mm. at this gorgeous little beach house. I had a beautiful pool and a beautiful setting with a little hanging chair, and it was really oh, amazing. And we only had exclusive amazing. four people for this one. So we had a bookkeeper, a lawyer. Actually, we had two lawyers and a automation specialist as well. And it was just a good, fun day. So we started off with mimosas and a grazing board. We have hairdresser on site and makeup so that they don't have to do anything. They just turn up. And my business partner, Ella, and I do it together. So she's the photographer and I'm the reels. So it's just a fun day where she'll they'll do photography with Ella and then they'll see me for some reels together. And we do about an hour each. 
And then after shoot, it's where we put all the magic together. So all the editing and making sure it's really appropriate for their business. So that was uh, such an amazing day. I've actually got a behind the scenes on my Instagram if anyone wants to take a look at that one. Otherwise, we do have a couple in the works. We've got another one, Sydney, in coming up in October. And my most exciting is the Gold Coast. It is a gorgeous, massive house. It has got like a pink bathroom with a beautiful Ooh. round bath and a big kitchen spiral staircase. Again, a pool. And same thing. We have a beautiful full hairdresser inside so they don't have to think about it mimosas as normal and just a really amazing day and we are very exclusive so we only allow six people per day when we do that which is quite great I'm so excited you had me at mimosas and while we're talking about that day do you have any spots available at that day so we actually fully booked our Saturday, Yay, um, awesome. which is in November, which is so exciting um, that we did open up a second day. So on the 19th of November, we've opened up four spaces for a half day at the same location, which we're very excited about because we did have quite a lot of demand. So we do still have three spaces left uh, for November on the 19th. Excellent. That sounds super fun. I'm actually booked in for the Saturday, but certainly if you're in Southeast Queensland, I will pop Tasha's details in the show notes if you're excited to Jump in and have a look at uh, that if you need some new content for your business or even for your clients. Back to our questions, Tash. I would love to know as a mum in business, and I know that this question comes up a lot, can you give us some tips about how you are able to grow your business, not just run your business, whilst being a full-time mum as well? Yeah, I definitely believe in the tribe analogy that you do have to have some really supportive people. And sometimes it needs to be other mums in business that are already killing it Mm. and put yourself around those people because then you can use them to elevate you rather than being around people that may not have the same mindset as you as building and growing a business. And I think it's that hard thing of I always wanted to be a mum and also have something that I wanted to grow. And having both, you need to be around people that are doing both rather than people that only do one. And that's okay. Some people will have a different perspective and opinion that, you know, full-time mum is enough and it's so fulfilling. But I really think that I am my best self and I'm also doing something else fulfilling. So, yeah, first one is definitely surround yourself with people like yourself, Sasha, who is doing it and killing it and that you always elevate you as well. But also trying to be really disciplined and also kind at the same time. Mm. So disciplined in that time is valuable. So do the items that are dollar productive in your business when you absolutely have the time available. And then just in case, like I had the other day when my son was sick and had to pick him up from daycare, they're the ones that you can try and navigate the things that may not necessarily be a hundred percent important to get done on the day and maybe just take the day to enjoy the time with your family. We're interrupting this podcast episode to tell you about the VA Way Academy. If you want to build grow and scale your VA biz to 30k plus months, then this is the place for you. We receive incredible feedback at the VAWay Academy. One standout story I would love to share with you is Lissa. Lissa took the leap of faith and launched her own business. And in just six weeks, she had achieved her goal of going full time. Lissa's determination and hard work paid off, allowing her to leave Australia and live out her dreams as a digital nomad. If you're ready to embark on your own path to success and build a thriving VA business, head over to the show notes for the link to apply. And now let's get back to the podcast. Yeah, we get to be flexible as well. It's our business, so we get to make the rules and the reason why we created this business so we get the, get to have the flexibility when things happen and when there's kids yeah, involved. Yeah, absolutely. Things just happen. Yeah. <laughs> 
and it never goes to plan sometimes. And I just know that. So if I have a shoot day, I have a backup. So I have a backup on the days that wow. I have to be somewhere. So whether it's like my mom or my husband or whoever's going to be around to make sure that he definitely has someone to look after him, my son. And then it's just the days that, to be honest, would probably need a VA to manage whilst I am on those, those days that I need to pick mm. up and daycare and navigate. But we're so good at doing it without sleep and navigating all the way through up and working when they go to bed also works as well. Mm -hmm. So a lot of my editing is actually over nighttime uh, once my son goes to bed, which is almost therapeutic in a way. So I think that's a a really good point to make. And I think a lot of misconceptions are that if you work in your own business, it has to be done in a certain time or I've got to commit these hours to my clients and it's certainly not that and it's about taking that shift over into a service provider as well and it's it's your business so you get to make the rules and you get to decide when you work and how you work and I think that's really important to point out as well. And also using your strengths as well and especially when you are so short on time it's okay to outsource the things that you are one not amazing at and someone else can do it better, but also it frees up your time so that you can give the energy to the things that are required. And I think I'm getting to that level in my business where I'm starting to have to outsource some of those things. So anything from, you know, some simple editing or caption writing and things like that, that I'm okay to outsource, but some things I can't outsource. So any of my strategic thinking, anything that helps me generate some really great ideas for my clients, that's the stuff that I'd like to be able to spend more time with. And by outsourcing, it means that I can free up my brain to be able to do Mm. that as well. What about in home life? Is there anything that you either outsource now or would love to outsource in the future to actually give you more time to either be with your family or be at work? Oh my God, I'd love a cleaner and a cook, someone that can come and cook me dinner every night. Yeah. Would be amazing. Just turn up. Wouldn't that be nice? 100%. I mean, if we can outsource things in our business, why can we not outsource things in our life? And did you know that there are life admin VAs as well and they can do all your life admin Stop for you? Stop it. Hey, can they come and cook me dinner? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that there's some Sydney VAs that are willing to cook dinner, but there's also plenty of professional uh-huh. chefs that you can call as well. Yeah. <laughs> I think there are restaurants. (laughs) There are. There's Uber Eats. So you've also may have heard that the digital creator space is oversaturated. And I also hear this a lot of times in the VA space as well. And I would love to know a little bit about how you help your clients stand out in such a competitive market, whether it be in any market whatsoever, because I hear this misconception a lot in lots of different industries, and I guess your job is to help them stand out in their industries and be seen. Tell us a little bit more about that. I think it's it comes back to the same thing with your lawyers and your doctors. Like People are still becoming lawyers, they're still becoming doctors, and trying to remember not to be the generalist. So we don't, like, obviously there's nothing wrong with being the generalist and a GP and a lawyer if that's what you want to do. But if you really want to stand out, people will always go and see a specialist for a specific problem. And I think that's where we need to position ourselves. So that's the conversation I have with my clients in that we don't want to look like everybody else and be the general so that when people come and visit your page, you want it to be a response like, yes, that's exactly what I need. Not, I'm unsure whether or not that 
specifically is what I need, maybe I'll need it and create that little uncertainty. So we're all about making sure that it is really unique. Some of it is very simple content, but also looking at ways like transitions and cuts in the video to make it specific to them and also deliver a really great message. So as as an example, I've got a client that her messaging is that she doesn't provide the cookie cutter approach. So Mm. we're actually trying to find some cookie Cookie cutters cutters. that we could potentially throw or swipe off a table or something to show that she doesn't provide the cookie cutter approach. Just like little simple things to to add to that message. I love that. Any tips for our VAs? Because you talked about transitions and I know that if we're just breaking into reels and showing our face online it's a, I hear it all the time. I just don't want to go out and dance. And I also don't dance on reels or Instagram. So what are some tips that they could just take away just to be that little bit different when they show up that isn't the really complicated transitions? Yeah, I'm not a dancer as well. My ballet teacher told me to try karate and I never went back. So I hear you. I'm not a dancer. I think thinking about your key message and getting creative with how to provide that. It doesn't have to be hugely complicated. Like you see these reels that are hours long on the editing to create, but it doesn't have to be. A simple one to start with if they want to start creating some transitions would be using a surface that's the same color to cut the video. So it could be Mm. that someone's filming them walking past a wall or a pole. And because the color's the same as maybe a another wall in a different location, then they can kind of cut the video from appearing behind a wall, maybe in their home, to appearing behind a similar colour wall at the beach or something similar. People love to be entertained and they also like a bit of impact in the videos that they're watching. So having cuts every, say, three to four seconds is really Mm. important as well. So transitions really do that. Otherwise, yeah, sitting down in nature with a pen or somewhere at your favorite cafe and just kind of writing down ways that your message could be seen and underlying some key things. So like the cookie cutter, for example, as soon as she said the message cookie cutter, we talked about, hmm, I wonder if there's ways that I can throw cookies at you or swipe cookie cutter approach out of the way Mm. or something to do with cookies because that's the key message and that's a great way to introduce it to your content as well. Yeah, great. Thanks so much for sharing. A really controversial topic at the moment in the online space, and I'm sure in some other industries, is AI. And there are some brand new AIs floating around for real creation, as well as many other things that I'm sure everyone talks about, copy, art, all of those. But I'd love to know your take on automation in the real creation industry. And is it going to affect it? Has it affected it? What are your views on that for the future? I think we'd be silly not to start looking at artificial intelligence in the way that we do business, because if we don't, everyone else is going to be doing it and it's going to innovate and move forward at some Mm. point. So being completely blind to it obviously is not a great thing for business and we need to start looking at it in saying that it's got a long way to go. So I know that ChatGPT is something that has been around for a little bit now and some of the content on there can be great but it's all about the input as well. So I don't write all my content through AI. I write it myself because I like to have a bit of control in the human element and also Mm -hmm. be able to share the message in a particular tone of my client. 
But what you can do when you, is use ChatGPT to generate ideas, which is really, really great. It just will require you to put quite a lot of information in. So you'll need to be specific with the tone that you want it to create your messaging. And you can use copy from other people's uh, web pages if, or their clients' web pages to know the tone that you want to write it in. And then you'll just need to refine it multiple times to get it right. So for me, if I need some ways, it's kind of like a thesaurus in a way. If you need ways of another way of describing something or another way of creating a headline, you can ask ChatGPT, but you do need to put some really good information in. Otherwise, it will start to spit out some of the same very generic stuff that's out there. And I guess one of the biggest controversial things I've been talking about is because so many content creators at the moment are starting to pick up using ChatGPT, GPT, mm. they're putting in the same questions, yeah. which means they're also getting out the same answers and then posting it. So what's happening, whether this is still the case or not, but what's been happening is that there are multiple, multiple platforms out there with the same word-for-word messages that ChatGPT or some of the AI platforms are producing, which means that when it comes to SEO, sometimes it's not as credible and mm. will get removed or can be seen as unfaithful content. So it's not going to be as pushed as far as well. So it definitely has a long way to go. Definitely don't ignore it. Use it for your ideas, but mm. definitely don't copy and paste it. And check your spelling because it does mm. do American spelling. Very American. Yes. A lot of text American these days. And, and emojis. Animal, lots of emojis. Is there any AI that you use specifically in your business in terms of editing? So I use um, CapCut that has an AI element in there as well. Mm. So CapCut's really good for, it's on your phone, it's also on your desktop. But the one part of the AI that I use is there's an eye focus element. So if you are, for example, a podcast and your client's not looking at the camera, they might be looking at their script that's off to the side, AI will readjust their eyes to realign back to the camera. So that's a really wow. good way if you're not going to be looking at the camera and you need <laughs> your scripts, especially for my really uncomfortable clients that I've had previously where they need something to read, we can then adjust their eyes using CapCut AI so that they are looking back at the camera, which is pretty amazing technology these days. That's a really cool feature. And I think, like you're saying, it actually moves businesses forward because it allows you to do what comes naturally. And if that's not looking at the camera, then supporting that as well as different tech to remove arms or butts or long pauses or things like that. I guess if we didn't have that, that would certainly affect the output as well. Yeah, exactly. It's Captions app, actually, not CapCut, sorry. Captions. Yeah. Captions. Excellent. Anyone looking for some hot tips on tech? Captions. Lovely. Well, thank you so much for jumping on. Before we do finish up today, I always love to ask our guest speakers some rapid fire questions. So the first thing that comes to your head, what is your favorite social media platform for networking? Facebook. Morning or night owl? Morning. Windows or Mac? Oh, I'm a Windows girl. Yep. Don't judge me. (laughs) (laughs) Unless it's an iPhone. Definitely an iPhone. Coffee or tea? Ah, oh, coffee. Always. Mm-hmm. Beach vacation or mountain retreat? Mountains. Interesting. Lovely. Well, we all learned something more about you today, which was great. Now, where can people find you if they're looking to connect with you? So the best way is on Instagram at I am Tash Miller. Um, otherwise, I am on my website as well at www.tashmiller.com. But yeah, Lovely. definitely send me a DM on Instagram and we'll, we'll connect. We'll collaborate. 
Excellent. And I will drop into the show notes the second real day for November. So if anyone needs some new content that's in Southeast Queensland that wants to come and check out a beautiful location and have some amazing reels, Tash has three spots available. And that is it for another episode of the Sasha Eben Show. Thank you again, Tash, for jumping on and sharing your wisdom in the real creator space. Thanks so much for having me, Sasha. Thank you so much for listening today. I would love for you to rate review and subscribe to the podcast so we can get this podcast into more heads and hearts. If you've got questions, hit me up at Instagram at Sasha Eburn underscore underscore. And remember, if nothing changes, nothing changes.